2: Hello, everybody. Before we get to your podcast episode, a quick announcement from the hosts of Quiz Quiz Bang Bang, Triviality, Trivia Time Podcast, and TV Trivia Pod. I'm Brian, host of TV Trivia Pod.
3: I'm Annie.
2: I'm David from Quiz Quiz Bang Bang.
3: I'm Kelly, host of Trivia Time Podcast with our Quizmaster, Ricky Lime. Hi there.
1: And I'm Neil from Triviality. Our podcast will be coming together, along with many others, for a 24-hour trivia extravaganza fundraiser to raise money for the
4: UNICEF vaccine rollout.
3: Starting on Friday, May 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And it's going to be on Twitch, which you can join for free. And it's twitch.tv slash quizbangpod. 100% of the
0: donations will be going to UNICEF.
1: woo Come join us for a fun filled extravaganza and win prizes like tickets to a virtual sporkle game or sporkle trivia hunt, and the chance to be crowned the winning team who will get to perform on one of these podcasts along with getting some cool swag.
3: More information can be found at quizbangpod.com UNICEF, our Facebook pages, as well as in the show notes. We will see you all then. And now back to the show.
4: Oh, wow, that's gold. So good. Wow. <laughs> that's how you do it. So I, I'd go to that event.
5: <laughs> Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. Hello, and welcome to Triviality,
4: the show where a lack of seriousness meets Game.
5: <laughs> Man, I thought you told me it was a show. I lied. Uh, don't
4: pull one over on them like that.
6: Been bamboozled.
5: I've uh, I've been completely up, bamboozled. This is why
4: we don't let you do
5: this. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and anyways, I was going to say this is the show where a lack of seriousness meets us complaining about our perennial ailments that are non-COVID related. So <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so uh, I've got Ken and uh, Neil in the studio with me, but uh, turns out that vaccines are a good thing. Because this is one of the first sets of episodes we're releasing. Totally maskless. Hey, how about that?
1: Mm-hmm. No scratching.
5: Yeah, no beard scratching from me and Ken. Yep, Neil has a little bit harder time with that.
1: I, I do, but instead of uh, the beard scratching, I just have an allergy test that I scratch myself every episode. Just to make sure.
4: <laughs> well, I told you you shouldn't smear the miracle grow on your face. It wouldn't work, but you don't listen.
1: <laughs> well, I'm going for, for a human Chia Pet. <clears throat> gotcha.
5: <laughs> and as always we also have matt out in la matt how are you doing with your uh, hair
4: regrowth
0: oh yeah the the chia seeds on the top of the head are coming in real nice
4: let's take that cap off every now and again so we can observe huh
0: <laughs> let them breathe no i want to see that, a that beautiful
4: quaff. so
0: Uh-oh. i'll keep my secrets
4: <laughs> all
5: right and joining us as our special guest today rules guy impersonator all the way from taylor michigan we have stefan atwood how are you doing stefan
6: Good, 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 good.
5: Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
6: Uh, my name's Stephan Atwood from Taylor, Michigan. Um, I work in a lab making parts for a COVID test. That's about it. I work midnights.
4: Yeah, it's probably a busy time for you right about now. <laughs> I was going to say that's a...
6: Just, just a lot.
4: Business probably picked up around uh, March 2020 for you.
6: Well, I started in September. They're like, oh, hey, we need people. Yeah. Please work here.
4: And you're doing the good work, so
5: we appreciate that and we appreciate your support on patreon so thank you again and uh joining us as our special guest host all the way from mesa arizona you've heard her before also runs brainwave trivia savage superstar kylie diggs how you doing kylie doing good how are you guys good welcome back why don't you tell us about what you've been doing since you were last on
3: uh you know living life in quarantine like everyone else I am a copy editor. Uh, that's the day job, and then you know, writing trivia and playing trivia the rest of the time. So,
5: so we really appreciate you coming back on to host again for us. I'm sure this is going to be an exciting game. But uh, before we get started, we got to throw it to the rules guy, don't we, Ken?
4: all right so those were the rules uh we need some team names though so Stefan and matt uh i know you did some word association game games earlier to come up with a name and you came up with
6: greasy
4: thunder greasy thunder which is the knockoff version of grease lightning i believe and for you guys and uh
5: we thought we'd kind of borrow off that theme we're going with sandpaper lightning
4: gross Greasy Thunder sounds like it's the hit song from the musical Oil.
1: Oh, the Upton Sinclair musical? Yeah. The wildly successful Upton Sinclair musical?
0: (laughs) That everyone knows about.
4: Yeah. All right. Well, without further ado, let's uh, get the game started.
3: All right. I would jump right in with uh, question one for round number one. Your category is wardrobe dysfunction. The controversial cover of Vanity Fair's 2006 Hollywood issue featured fashion designer Tom Ford wearing a black suit and posing provocatively with what two up-and-coming actresses wearing nothing at all. One of them earned her first Oscar nomination that year, and the other was Woody Allen's then-muse. Reportedly, Rachel McAdams was meant to appear as well, but she bailed when she heard about the nudity plan.
1: All right, we are locked in over here. Cool. <laughs>
3: um,
0: <laughs> bad news for us. We don't have any idea.
6: Want to just throw a name out there?
0: Yeah. Uh, Scarlett Johansson. Is one and Catherine uh, <laughs> Heigl. You want to do Catherine Heigl?
6: Yeah, that's that sounds good.
0: Okay, those are our answers.
1: All right. Uh, we uh, also put Scarlett Johansson uh, as Woody Allen's muse for uh, Matchpoint, Scoop, and Vicky Cristina Barcelona. And then the other one, we were between uh, Carrie Mulligan and uh, Jennifer Lawrence. And we thought maybe Winner's Bone was right around that time. So we went Jennifer Lawrence.
3: Very close. Both of you got half of it right. So it was Scarlett Johansson who was the Woody Allen muse. The other person who appeared nude on that cover was Kira Knightley. She was nominated mm-hmm. for Pride and Prejudice that year.
0: Ah! Wow. I can't believe we got one. That was a guess.
3: Yeah, Matt, when you said Scarlett Johansson out of nowhere, I was like, oh, is he going to pull it just randomly at the end? <laughs> All right, question number two. Category on this one is moon over my asteroid. Turns out even asteroids can have moons. This phenomenon was first confirmed in 1993 when what spacecraft, while on its way to explore Jupiter, provided images of a moon called Dactyl orbiting the asteroid Ida?
1: All right, we had a discussion over here guys and uh, we kind of locked in on one. We're not sure if it's right, but we're locked in.
0: Okay. So, 93, I think they were naming I think these were the Discovery shuttles. I think that's when mm-hmm. maybe these or yeah, cuz I but it was going to Jupiter, so I think it would have had to have been like a satellite. So now I now I have no idea. <laughs> maybe 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 like a Steady 1. Uh, I think that's a, I think that is a, something that's out there. Mm -hmm. Do you have any, you have nothing, right?
6: Like I said, it was the year I was born. So I Um,
0: am if it's not hail, Bob, I don't think we put that out there. So let's, let's go with, with SETI one. That's something.
6: All right. SETI one locked
0: in.
5: Yeah. I can't remember what the name of this craft is. We just guessed Gemini
3: both good guesses unfortunately no points this time the spacecraft that went to jupiter was galileo mm. uh,
1: should have been called the atwood for your birth stefan
0: who do i have to sue
1: <laughs> nasa
0: probably NASA. i don't have any money yeah all <laughs> right
3: um category three is lipstick on a pig with charming selections that include Disney characters, video game controllers, and sayings like FOMO, the snap-on shoe accessory line Gibbets is designed to be worn with what kind of footwear?
1: We are locked in, a little disturbed, but locked in.
0: Stefan, you, you had a bit of a in on this one. A little background. Yeah. Uh, um, we locked in with
4: Crocs. So what's the background?
6: Uh, working at Little Caesars. Um, I don't know if it was a job requirement or not. I didn't adhere to it, but everyone wore Crocs with the little like. I didn't know what they. I didn't know what they were called, to be honest, till now. But right there.
1: Now, just a quick question before we we also answered Crocs as well. But uh, Little Caesar, were the employees barefoot under the Crocs, or they have socks on?
4: <laughs> oh, they had socks on. Socks and Crocs.
1: Okay.
3: All right. Good job, both teams. They, it is in fact Crocs. Apparently, these little shoe charms are all the rage with the youths.
4: Now, the youths. <laughs> The Utes.
3: All right, question number four category is toe pick. The 2010 Winter Olympics in Vancouver were the site of the so called quadruple jump controversy, which involved eventual gold medalist American Evan Lysacek, who was trailing after the short program and didn't perform any quad jumps. What legendary Russian skater who was leading after the short and did successfully land a quadruple toe loop, triple toe loop combo in his free skate ended up very unhappily with silver.
1: We are locked in and we're pretty excited about it. (laughs) It's going to be a great guess. I'm sure.
0: They they know. Um, This one I think is, um, Oh, it's, it's, it's like the most Russian name possible. It's like, like, Plashinko Plashinko. Does any of that ring a bell to you?
4: That sounds familiar. I don't
0: I think that's I it. think I, you're thinking th- of those
4: Japanese uh, gambling machines.
0: <laughs> Something like that. Uh I I I think it's I think it's Plashinko. So and if we're off by pronunciation, I apologize to all the Russian listeners. We found out we had a couple, so shout out to those guys. Uh, and uh, yeah, Plashenko it is.
1: Yeah, we, we locked into this one right away, felt pretty excited about it. Uh, we remember the uh, quadruple jump, uh, and I believe it was all while trying to find a uh, squirrel and a moose. So we said Boris So <laughs> That
3: is an excellent guess, unfortunately, incorrect. Um, Stefan and Matt are correct. It is Evgeny Plashenko.
1: Oh, good. Excellent poll. Sorry, Russian listeners, we didn't know that one.
3: He's got plenty of other Olympic medals, he's fine.
0: Yeah, he'll survive.
3: Question number five. Speaking of plushy controversies, in one of the more ridiculous controversies ever, Jerry Falwell picked a fight with British children's television show, Teletubbies, in 1999, claiming that the character Tinky Winky was a gay role model, thanks to his purple color, triangular antenna, and magic red, quote, handbag. Tinky Winky became a household name, but what are the names of any of the other three main Teletubbies who are red, yellow, and green? We, and you can get five bonus points if you name all three of them.
5: We can oh lock God. in with all three.
4: Oh,
0: wow. Oh, Jeff.
4: Really, Matt? You well, don't Stephen, know?
0: This would be in your childhood time. Are you familiar with these? I am, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what are they? So you have Tinky Winky,
6: Dipsy, Lala, and Poe.
4: Okay. And Poe is best known for writing some very gritty (laughs) horror uh, stories.
1: The telltale tubby and... uh... (laughs) The telltale
4: custard.
5: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we agree. We said uh, it's Tinky Winky, Dipsy, Lala, and Poe in that order.
3: Points all around plus the bonus. Nice job, you guys.
4: Man, you didn't know that?
0: I knew um, Lala. I didn't know the other ones. Because I think, I
4: think the, the, red t- the Teletubbies came around when we were all too old. Yeah. Like way too yeah. old. But, but it was you was such and I had a younger huge sisters. It was such a huge cultural phenomenon that you would see it everywhere. But uh, yeah. regardless of that, at the end of five questions, looks like Greasy Thunder has a slight lead with 30 points. Sandpaper Lightning, this is confusing. Stefan and Matt, <laughs> Greasy Thunder, have 30 points. Neil and Jeff, Sandpaper Lightning, have 20 points.
3: All right, moving on to question number six. Your category is not cool, bro. In response to a wildly insensitive video filmed in Aokigahara in Japan, also known as the Suicide Forest, that posted to YouTube, a Change.org petition created in early 2018 that eventually garnered more than 720,000 signatures called for the deletion of what vloggers account from the platform.
1: We can lock in over here.
0: Stephanie, I saw you shaking your head. Do you seem familiar yeah. with this one? That's that's uh that was Jake
4: Paul. Yeah. Jake Paul. So the both of them suck, right?
5: Yeah, they both suck. Yes, they both they suck. Both, both, both brothers. I wish boxers no. would actually hit him in the head.
4: One
0: of them's gonna be a WrestleMania tonight.
1: Yeah, that would be Logan Paul, but Logan Paul. Uh, we also checked in with uh Jake Paul.
3: The correct answer on this one is actually Logan Paul.
4: Oh no. Did we mix it? Oh, how dare you throw Jake under the bus like that? <laughs> Upstanding citizen.
1: I should have just answered Paul. We would have been, mm. would have been good. Both are a yeah, good example well. of how to go viral
5: the wrong way.
3: Yeah. All right, question number seven. Categories keep calm and rhyme on. Out of the night that covers me, black as pit from pole to pole, I thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul. Is the opening stanza of what 19th century poem by william ernest henley that is often associated with the value of stoicism and the archetypal british stiff upper lip the title is a latin adjective meaning unconquered and also serves as the title of a 2009 biographical film starring morgan
1: freeman we can lock in over here and just a, a note stefan you deal with COVID tests you make part parts for the COVID test is there a test that Logan or Jake could take. Oh, I, I thought you were
6: asking me directly. I'm like, um, honestly, no. I don't think. I, th- I think ever... they've been
4: tested and failed. They, they failed miserably.
1: I think there's too many variants of for you to have one test. As Lizzo said, they they took a test and it was 100% mm-hmm.
0: ****. <laughs> <laughs> As the saying goes. Um, you guys are locked in?
1: That is
4: correct. Yeah, there's a film hint uh, in it, so I yeah, think that's know. the only reason yeah. I got it.
0: Yeah. Uh,
6: Stephanie, you know this one? I'm, I'm, I'm going towards the film
0: 2009.
6: It Was 2009 biographical with Morgan yeah. Freeman?
0: Cool. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's Invictus. Mm. Yep, that makes sense. Yeah, we're locked in.
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed the uh, quote from the stanza that you had there, uh, but until you said uh, Latin and 2009 Morgan Freeman film, I didn't get it until that point. And we said Invictus.
3: Invictus is correct, yes. Nice job. Um, All right, question number eight. A burger by any other name. Burger King was already in use as a trademark in Australia when the fast food giant was looking to expand down under. So they ended up going with what alternative? A name sourced from then-parent company Pillsbury's line of waffle and pancake mixes. It's still in use across the continent today.
1: We are excitedly locked in over here.
4: Would you say that you're expanding down under?
1: 100%. (laughs) And I'm looking to franchise.
0: Do you know this one, Stefan? No, it's not ringing any bells. This one, uh, very familiar. We we are just immersed in Australian culture here on Triviality lately. Um, And I'm almost 100% sure this is Hungry Jacks.
1: Yeah, we agree. Uh, we went with Hungry Jacks.
3: Hungry Jacks it is.
0: <laughs> nice job. We get, we get an Aussie question on every game now, and I love it.
1: Yeah, shout out to, <laughs> shout all, out of our, to all of
0: our listeners down under.
1: Yes, 100%. And uh, I really want to try a Hungry Jacks version of all of their uh, their menu items just to see if they're any different.
3: I actually have a ton of family in Australia, so that's why Australian questions tend to find their way in my games.
1: <laughs> that's awesome.
3: Question number nine. As cool as the other side of the pillow. At the 2014 ESPY Awards, the Jimmy V Award for Perseverance and Determination was presented to what sportscaster? It was sadly his last public appearance as he lost his battle with cancer six months later.
1: All right. uh, Over here, we had a discussion. Uh, We could not come up with what we think is the correct last name. We know who it is, but uh, we're going to lock in with probably a wrong answer.
0: Uh Stefan said that sports and sports broadcasters probably not his strong suit there. Um, but I'm pretty sure that uh cooler than the other side of the pillow was a catchphrase of one Stuart Scott.
1: That sounds right. We knew it was a Stuart. We couldn't remember if it was first or last name, and our official lock in was just Stuart because we couldn't remember the last name.
0: A little mouse.
1: <laughs> yes, the famous news sportscaster, Stuart the Mouse.
3: Uh, points to Greasy Thunder It is Stuart Scott
1: Using all those great commercials too That they always had for SportsCenter
5: Yeah, Chicago mm-hmm. guy
1: if I remember right
3: Alright, question 10 this Category is Top Gunner So this is a who am I question I got famous playing the title character On a TV western in the late 50s And I appeared in the film adaptation of it In 1994 This time playing my original character's father Who am I?
2: We can
1: lock in over here
0: oh you would um yeah <laughs> was it maybe it's like uh it wouldn't be it wouldn't be unless there was a wild wild west in the 90s this wouldn't be a joe west thing i'm trying to think of 50s like cowboy characters that came back in the 90s right or was wild, wild west 94 no that's too early that would have been closer to 98 99 um can you think of any famous uh actor cow like cowboys? Clint Eastwood, obviously, but I don't think and that's yeah. a... um, get off my range. <laughs> uh Randy Newman. <laughs> oh. Nope, that's wrong. Paul Newman. Wait. No. Nope. It's <laughs> a jungle lamp, out
4: there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You got a horse in me.
4: Hey guys.
0: I do that all the time. It's terrible.
1: I'll meet you at high noon.
0: <laughs> I had Randy Newman's hot muscle. the other day.
1: Bad people got bullets. Shooting in the air. Okay. Matching your casket. You're going to die. Tombstone.
4: You've lost it officially.
1: <laughs>
0: Well, I'm glad I could provide you with that. How about we go with Paul Newman? Let's, let's do <laughs> it.
1: Famous cowboy, Randy Newman. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, my God. He doesn't talk on the show either. His All his dialogue is sung, so it's just, keep
2: it that whiskey. Um,
1: okay, uh, so Kylie had a great hint in the, uh, the category name because she said, I, I believe it was top gunning uh, because James Gardner... Uh, play this character and in the remake he was the father of Mel Gibson in Maverick. Uh,
5: I believe that's Mr. Maverick, Neil. That is correct.
3: It is in fact James Garner.
5: My grandparents yeah. have episodes of uh, Maverick on VHS that I watched as a kid.
4: Oh, did you? Yeah. And after that he kept uh, tedious notes in a notebook of some sort, right?
1: <laughs> yes.
4: it's a good reference. He plays uh, old Gosling. All right, well, after uh, the first round, looks like uh, Sandpaper Lightning, which is Neil and Jeff, has 50 points. Greasy Thunder, Stefan and Matt, have 60. So, pretty close so far.
3: All right, for your swing round today, um, one of my favorite movies is Jerry Maguire, and that inspired this category, but it's not a movie category, it's sports. So when Jerry's prized client turned turncoat, Frank Cush Cushman is trying to determine if he'll go with the Denver Broncos or the San Diego Chargers in the NFL draft, his mantra becomes I'll either surf or ski. So I'm just gonna give you the name of 10 athletes and you tell me if they are a well-known surfer or skier. Number one, Stephanie Gilmore. Number two, Kanoa Igarashi. Number three, Michaela Schifrin, number four, Jordy Smith, number five, Matthew Favre, number six, Dominic Paris, number seven, Michelle Guissan number eight, Gabriel Medina, number nine, Caroline Marks, and number 10, Ted Leggetti.
1: All right, we'll take a moment to discuss these and we'll be right back.
4: All right, and we are back. Uh, it's a 50-50 toss-up for all these questions. Um, but before we continue, I'd like to know, what's your favorite part about uh, Jerry Maguire?
3: Um, my favorite part of Jerry Maguire is everything about Jerry Maguire.
4: But, now, do you branch out into other Cameron Crowe uh, films, or is it just that one specifically that gets you?
3: Um, I liked the, the stuff that he wrote before that, and I do like Almost Famous, but I think he, that movie came out right when... You know, when you're like uh, just starting to see movies and care about who made them and yeah. all of the stuff that you see in your teenage years just becomes, you know, cultural bedrock of your of what you like. It was that for me, for sure.
4: I'm a big Vanilla Sky fan, but I know Neil just loves Aloha for some reason. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the, the biggest fan. Well, it's funny because Jerry Maguire, I love that movie as well. And uh, anytime I'm doing... Uh, a puzzle when I get to the last piece, I look at that puzzle piece with teary eyes, and in the background, I hear you
4: complete this puzzle exactly. And Bruce Springsteen's always in the background. Well, speaking of aloha, let's talk some surfers
1: hey, nice. or skiers. Yes, that's right. Nice segue. Uh, yeah, let's get these uh, questions and we'll give our answers.
3: All right, number one was Stephanie Gilmore.
1: Uh, we went surfer.
0: Mm -hmm. I thought she was a cornerback for the Patriots, but we ended up going with skier.
3: Stephanie Gilmore is an Australian surfer. Mm. Number two, Kanoa Igarashi.
1: We went surfer again.
6: Yeah, we did surfer for this
3: one. You're both correct. Um, Kanoa Igarashi is a surfer. Um, As I understand it, he was American-born, but he competes for Japan. Number three, Michaela
5: Schifrin. Yeah, the only one we knew for sure, um, I think because she's one of the youngest, the youngest Olympic medal winner for downhill slalom, um, we said skier.
0: Uh, Yes, we also said surfer.
1: We were wrong.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Michaela Schifrin is an American skier. Number four, Jordy Smith.
1: We said Jordy Smith loves to hang 10, so he said surfer.
6: Uh, We locked in with surfer as well.
3: Correct answer is surfer. Jordy Smith is from South Africa.
5: Did you guys just go surfer all the way down to get fifty percent? Because that's a good strategy.
0: It would have been a good strategy, but we didn't.
3: Number five, Matthew Fevre. Uh
1: we said maybe that was a uh a very handsome French skier.
4: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Very specific.
4: <laughs> yeah,
0: he does sound handsome and French. Uh we or also Swiss. want to skier.
1: Mm.
3: Um, yes, I watched a YouTube video of him pronouncing his name earlier, so I would get close to it. And he is a handsome French skier.
0: Nice. (laughs) Bonus points for Neil.
1: (laughs) I know what I'm going to be YouTubing later.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Number six, Dominic Paris.
1: Uh, we went skier once more.
6: We did skier as well.
3: Dominic Paris is an Italian skier. Number seven, Michelle Gassin.
1: Third sort of French sounding name in a row and we probably are gonna lose on this one, but we also want skier.
0: Mm, we thought we'd change it up and we want surfer.
3: She is a Swiss skier.
0: Mm.
4: How Ooh. do you have a hundred percent right now?
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're just taking every wave as as it comes and just trying to, to you know go downhill. That's all. We were
5: hitting that powder earlier. <laughs> <laughs>
6: I didn't know that was a requirement. <laughs> How do you think we have the energy for this?
1: <laughs> yeah, if, if you've ever seen uh, A Devil's Advocate, uh, we're basically just Al Pacino. Just after, <laughs> just... <laughs> do you mean Al Pacino in every movie? Al, Al Pacino in everything, yeah.
4: yeah.
3: Ooh, ah. September 8, Gabriel Medina.
1: This one made us think of Funky Cold Medina, which is a very California-type song, and so we said it's got to be a surfer.
6: I'd like to say that was our thought process, too, but it wasn't, but we also said a surfer.
3: He is a Brazilian surfer. Nice.
1: We got to get 100 now. I'm going to be really disappointed.
4: This is unbelievable. (laughs) Just guessed on all these.
5: Number nine, Caroline Marks. You're the best part. We did it in like 20 seconds. Uh,
1: Caroline Marks, uh, we know her as our favorite skier. That's why we put skier. (laughs) Do you? (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully.
0: (laughs) I figured she was Russian or something of those sorts, so she'd be somewhere in the cold, so we said skier.
3: The streak is over. Caroline Marks is an American surfer.
1: Mm. Oh, man.
3: And number 10, Ted Ligeti.
1: Uh We went surfer.
5: We went skier.
3: One team getting points. Ted Ligeti is an American skier.
5: That's that's what I was asking. I, I thought it was Liggetty or something. But Do I have the wrong guy? I have no idea. I don't know. Oh, yeah, so. I might
3: I might be pronouncing it wrong. I'm it's L I G E T Y I thought it was Ligeti, but it might be Ligetty.
4: Ligetty. I, I believe it's ligity if I
5: remember the coverage, but
4: I like the way you trivia, no Ligetty. <laughs> no doubt. Following the swing round, it looks like sandpaper lightning made up the ten points on Greasy Thunder. So both teams are at ninety. Um in the meantime, Neil, you want to hawk some stuff?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, We have two uh, Patreon supporters in the house today, which we're very appreciative of. If you'd like to join them to listen to a ton of bonus audio content, uh, as well as uh, some stickers, boxes, posters, uh, and other great things, uh, you can join them over at patreon.com slash podcast. And as we said it many, many times before, it is the lifeblood of our show. We're super happy to be doing uh, crop drops and extra trivia bonuses uh, over on the audio side of things, but also getting a chance to interact with all of you who are helping keep the show running and growing and getting as best as it can be. So thank you very much to all of our Patreon supporters, including Kylie and Stefan. Uh, And if you'd like to join them, you can go to patreon.com slash Podcast.
4: And also, if you want to check out our merchandise, it is at TeePublic. We'd love for you guys to pick up a couple of those funny t-shirts or what what else we got? Stickers, mugs.
5: Masks, tote bags. Tote bags, yeah. Tote and bags. actually,
1: you know, speaking of Tea Public, what's great about it is it's uh interchangeable. So we can have new designs at any moment. So if you have any ideas for designs as far as inside jokes or episode titles, things that we've done before, let us know and hopefully we can you know, create it for you.
5: And breaking news: we also have crop tops. You just have to buy a T-shirt and, and cut it, and buy a pair of scissors, and you should be good to go.
4: Yeah, and all the all the profits from T Public actually go to my Audi fund. So that way, when Jeff says I have an Audi, I say
1: I have a newer Audi. So anytime, yeah, you always just have to have a newer car. Right. Yeah.
4: All right. Let's go <laughs> on to uh, round two.
1: All
3: right, round two. Question one. Category is love wins. In 2015, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled in Obergefell versus Hodges, guaranteeing marriage as a fundamental right for same-sex couples nationwide. The U.S. certainly won't be the last to codify marriage equality, but they definitely weren't the first. Which European nation was way back in 2001?
5: And we will lock it in.
0: Okay. Okay. Me and Stefan were just naming happy countries where things are nice. Uh, so, you know, you got your Switzerland's and your Sweden's. Um, but what are we going to lock in with? We're locking in with Denmark.
5: Wow. Well, I hope you guys are right. And I'm only saying that because we also said Fin. Fifth... Oh, no, I'm kidding. Denmark.
3: You're definitely in the right area, but this was actually the Netherlands.
1: Oh. Sorry, sorry Willem, uh, I was just talking to you the other day about the Netherlands uh, and your soccer team and I should have known this.
3: All right, question number two, category philosophical bathroom behavior. What cartoonist, who some estimate gave up hundreds of millions of dollars by staunchly refusing to license his characters for merchandising, once jokingly commented about one particularly widespread counterfeit knockoff, saying, I clearly miscalculated how popular it would be to show Calvin urinating on a Ford logo.
1: We are locked in over here.
0: Okay. So we narrowed it down to it's definitely whoever created Calvin and Hobbes, and we Good don't job. know who Good job is. to both
4: teams on that.
0: I know. It was, it was a
4: tough, tough road. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, and then maybe his name is... Calvinson, oh man, Bob, Bob Calvin Bob Calvinson, Calvin Calvinson, yeah, let's go Calvinson to keep it safer. Sure, Calvinson, <laughs> that's the answer.
5: Jeff, uh, what do you what do you think? You know, I'm really kicking myself because I feel like I can see book covers in my head, but it's not coming to me. Neil, what do we have?
1: We'll just go with a Schultz, even though we know it's not right.
3: No points on this one. Um, yes, he is the author of such classics like Scientific Progress Goes Boink. His name is Bill Watterson.
1: Wow, Watterson, mm. that's right.
3: Great. Question three, category is It Takes Three, and this is a pretty straightforward tri-bond. So just looking for the connection. What connects a controversial beginning for Ingrid Bergman, an early Disney villain, and a cousin of the Calzone?
0: I, you wanted to lock in with empanada. I, that that's it's making me hungry. So so yeah, we no, can fine. lock in. It's about cool, time. are locking <laughs> in with empanada.
1: Yeah. So initially, I thought Kylie said Ingmar Bergman. So I was like, oh, Seventh Seal maybe <laughs> with death. But it I then I heard Ingrid Bergman. Um, so then we were trying to you know think is it Casablanca, Paris? We couldn't think of any early Disney villains that fit together with the clue, and we could not think of a Uh, Relative of the Calzone, other than the Hot Pocket. So that's what we locked in with Hot Pocket.
3: All right, no points on this one. So the answer here is Stromboli. Hmm. And Stromboli was uh, the villain in, one of the villains in Pinocchio. Um, And then a stromboli is a type of pizza dough and uh, tomato sauce roll-up that's very popular in uh, Pennsylvania. And then the controversial beginning for Ingrid Bergman, she made a movie called Stromboli, and that was the first that she worked with um, Rossellini, who she had an affair with and uh, was censured on the floor of the U.S. Senate for her moral improprieties. So, Stromboli. Um. All right, let's shake that one off and uh, move on to number four. There's always room for Jello. What derogatory term, coined by 1970s NBC bigwig Paul Klein, referred to the highly popular spate of programming on rival network ABC, exemplified by Charlie's Angels, Three's Company, and Police Woman, that used its female cast members' <clears throat> assets to appeal to the prized 18 to 35 demo.
1: All right, we are locked in over here. All right,
0: so we're trying to use the jello as a clue, which gets us to jiggle because that was uh that was kind of the phrase, right? You know, watch a jiggle or something. I don't know. Anyway, so I suggested the jiggle block, which I do not think is correct. <laughs> um, but do you have anything better?
6: Honestly, no.
0: All right. Uh, they, he called it the primetime jiggle block.
1: Yeah, we were having a little bit of trouble with this because we were trying to figure out you know, what derogatory term would he use um, to sort of, I guess, objectify or, or uh, demean that whole block of programming. And uh, we, we couldn't come up with a great answer, uh, but we used ABC being the competitor, and we said maybe he called it T-N-A-B-C. <laughs> I, that's all we came up with, I don't know.
3: So um I am I would award points to Stefan and Matt. The answer is jiggle TV.
4: Oh wow. uh,
0: yes. I would have said ass and boobs
1: channel. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of thought it was
4: the Boop tube.
1: Oh Boop yeah. tube would have made sense, yeah. in that time period, yeah.
4: Well, with that jiggly answer, you guys actually took the lead. <laughs> so let's get to uh, question five.
0: Jiggling our way to the lead.
3: Number five category is should have seen it coming. Cygnus atratus is the binomial name for what specific animal? This is also the title of an influential 2007 book by scholar Nassim Nicholas Taleb about extremely rare, impactful, and unpredictable events that shape history.
0: All right, Stefan, you had some ideas on this one. What were you thinking? (laughs) Um, With the category clue and kind of the little bit of Latin that I don't know.
6: Um, I pulled bat and we locked in with bat.
1: Oh, that's a really good guess. Uh, cause Batman, you never see him coming. He's just right there. Um, yeah. Jeff actually had a really good uh, in on this. I thought maybe you should have seen it coming was a reference to possibly Sully and there maybe it was seagulls cause he should have seen them before it hit the, the, uh, the motor. But Jeff, what did you say? Uh, we guess maybe butterfly for the butterfly effect.
3: All right, no points on this one. So these are called uh, black swans. Uh, they're very, uh, they used to be considered very uncommon. People thought a black swan didn't even exist. Um, so the reason that uh, that author used. The black swan for his book title is in history and economics and um, that kind of scholarly study, a black swan event is something like 9-11 that uh, is very rare, impactful, and unpredictable, and yet people for some reason after the fact feel like they should have seen it coming. And for that reason, um, most uh, scholars that do work in this area are calling COVID-19 not a black swan because so many people did, in fact, predict eventually we'll have a global pandemic. So,
4: All right. Well, on that note, it looks like uh, Greasy Thunder, Stefan and Matt have taken the lead. They have 100 points. Uh, Neil and Jeff got blanked in the first half of that round. So let's see if they can turn it around.
3: Question six, Monsieur le Président. The government known as the French Fifth Republic began in 1958 under President Charles de Gaulle and continues today with Emmanuel Macron in the top job. Smack dab between those two was what man who held the post from 1981 to 1995, the longest term of any French politician ever?
1: We are locked in here.
0: Oh, I bet you guys have a right answer. Uh, We we had no idea. Uh, we were just trying to think of famous Frenchmen. I think that this was too late for Napoleon Bonaparte, so that was where I was going to guess. Um, so we just locked in with Jacques Cousteau.
5: Oh, funny they say Jacques. I wonder if I, I know it now. But we guessed uh, Nicolas Sarkozy.
3: Nicolas Sarkozy was a president, not the one we're looking for. This one is Francois Mitterrand.
5: Oh, Mitterrand, yeah. You know, you hear these names and they just don't stick, Ken. There's no fun song for French presidents,
1: is there, that I can memorize them? <laughs> Someone had to have made one, right? Yeah, but it's probably in French. Well, It's just a harder challenge. It's, it's not uh, unachievable.
3: All right, number seven category is what a load of crap. So I used to work at the Home Depot, and while I was there, I made up a mnemonic device To remember the meanings of the three numbers found by law on every bag of lawn and garden fertilizer. To remember, I would tell myself, no plants killed. What three elements are represented by those nutrient numbers?
5: We can lock in.
0: So you guys are locked in. We're looking for N, P, and K, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So K is, uh, why why can't I think of it? Uh, my brain. Where did it go? Uh... It's in bananas, potassium.
6: Potassi yeah, 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 yeah. okay.
0: N is nitrogen, right? Just plain mm-hmm. N. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? And then P is uh it's not phosphorus. Is it phosphorus? I think
6: phosphorus is pH.
0: That's what I thought too. It's not oh, I think it's one of the ones that is deceiving. That doesn't make me feel better. I know. <laughs> It's not. It's not like like plutonium is P L. Mm-hmm. Because
6: I wrote that down, but then I realized it's one for each
4: letter. But with plants, I, that'd I be bad to have in the soil, probably.
0: <laughs> yeah. So nitrogen. Yeah. So maybe it is phosphorus. Because so there would I be. Because there would be phosphorus in the in the, dirt. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm okay. Locking that in. Okay. So nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium, locked
4: in. Looks like Neil almost got this one on his on his lonesome.
1: Yeah, I I uh overthought it. Uh the P I initially I thought phosphorus, but then I was like, it can't be that easy. And I wrote iron, but Jeff said no, it is not iron.
5: <laughs> no, iron is F E, but you had the N for nitrogen, you you get you did get the P for phosphorus and the K potassium. You yeah. had that one right away. Mm-hmm. It is
3: indeed nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium.
0: All right. Points for everyone. Yay. Yay.
3: (laughs) Question number eight category is, what are we, 12? (laughs) A staple of American Chinese restaurants, what alliterative menu item will often include a variety of appetizers, including spare ribs, egg rolls, fried wontons, and crab rangoon?
0: All right. So, Stefan, you had an idea. What did you think it was?
6: Going off the category name again, um, I thought of a poo poo platter.
0: Mm -hmm. I think that might be right. So we're locking in with that.
3: Yeah,
5: I believe it's P U P U, but we also said poo poo platter. They are delicious and hilarious. It's poo poo platter.
0: Yeah, I didn't even think of the category name. Like, yes,
1: that's that all. I'm I'm writing them
6: all down as we go, and I'm like, I got to think about this.
1: (laughs) Kylie's given us some great clues.
3: All right, question number nine. Cause Celeb. Beginning in 2006, George Clooney has been a vocal international advocate for the resolution of the war of what region in Sudan, which had been embroiled in conflict since 2003. Despite the A-listers effort, the conflict remains ongoing.
0: Okay. Um, So we're thinking of different regions that have conflict in the area. I said Rwanda, um, and I don't know if that's the same area. Uh, I think that you also have the... By the Blue Nile, which is, Kurtafon, I think is the name. I don't know. Um, but I know I know that the Rwandan one I think is still going on. Do you want to? You want to lock in with Rwanda?
6: I'd say we
5: lock in with that.
0: Okay, we are
5: locked in. And um, I'm pretty sure this is something that was um, kind of well publicized for a while. Didn't even realize it was still ongoing. We said Darfur.
3: Correct answer is Darfur. Yeah, it was um, George Clooney was uh, for from about 2006 to 2010. He was very active in um, you know promoting awareness about that conflict, and it's kind of a shame because it's didn't do much good apparently. Question number ten, the one where I ask a friend's question, obviously. A first season episode of Friends featured Mindy, Rachel's ex-best friend, who's now engaged to Rachel's ex fiance Barry. The casting is particularly unique because Rachel and Mindy are both played by Jennifers, Aniston and Gray, who had each previously played what same character? Gray originated her on film and Aniston landed the role of the TV version.
1: Oh, wow. Um...
4: For a simple question, it's kind of hard. Yeah. Um, so we, we were
0: trying to figure out Jennifer Grey's movie roles. We um, you know she was in Ferris Bueller. Uh, she was in, she was, I think she was Baby in Dirty Dancing. Do you think, there there might have been a like a, you know, one season TV show that maybe Jennifer Aniston was in. And it's also like a notable character name. So maybe it's something, you know. Mm-hmm. Do you want to try locking in with Baby? I would, yeah, yeah. Maybe both of these these people have not been put in the corner. Uh, We'll say, we'll say, baby.
1: Yeah, I was. I don't think there's a Dirty Dancing TV show, but um, we didn't we didn't uh, single out that, and we didn't think there was a Red Dawn TV show. But we remember her being Ferris Bueller's sister, and we thought it makes sense that they would have tried to do a TV show of that after its success, but it just couldn't. stay the course as far as uh keeping a season so we said ferris bueller
3: so the correct answer the character that she played was ferris's little sister Jeannie bueller Whoa! there was a short-lived uh ferris bueller tv show before friends got uh on the air and mm-hmm. jennifer aniston was Jeannie.
0: yeah we were between the two and it, it felt like they both could have been like a short-lived failed tv show so either way
6: <laughs> yeah that was our first our first answer though and that's uh
1: I wonder if there's video footage of that show. I'd be really curious to see it.
4: Well, Neil and Jeff finished that round strong with four in a row. They brought their score to 130. Greasy Thunder right behind with 120.
3: All right, so the categories for your uh, final round today. Number one is Sweet Charity. Number two, Sour Grapes. Number three, Salty Dogs. Number four, Bitter Cold and number 5 ooh mommy
4: and the wagers are now locked in looks like greasy thunder is going 20s all the way down so a strong wager but sandpaper lightning going a little bit harder with 25s all the way down
3: okay question number 1 sweet charity What environmental advocacy nonprofit named for a mountain range was founded in 1892 in California by legendary naturalist and wilderness conservationist John Muir, and now has chapters in all 50 states. It is a major player in progressive grassroots activism. Question two, sour grapes. In what could be called the sideways effect, in the mid-2000s, the wine industry saw a drop in sales for one varietal, while another spiked significantly. Name both of these types of wine mentioned in sideways, one which Paul Giamatti's character Miles speaks rhapsodically about, and the other that he vehemently refuses to drink. Number three, salty dogs. Long John Silver's, the fast-food restaurant famous for deep-fried fish and hush puppies, takes its name from a fictional pirate first introduced in what 1883 novel that greatly influenced the piratey tropes like par- parrots on shoulders and X marking the spot that we all know and love? Question four. Bitter cold? Crafted from enormous blocks of ice and snow pulled from the Tornay River, what popular tourist attraction, located in Jukas Yarby, Sweden, has an average internal temperature of 23 degrees Fahrenheit and is rebuilt with a new design every year after it melts? Number five, Umami. Spanish soccer star Gerard Piquet, may have said, ooh, mommy, when he met what singer in 2010 on the set of the video for her FIFA World Cup official song, Waka Waka, This Time for Africa. The long-term partner's two sons, Milan and Sasha, more likely call her mama.
4: All right, you have the questions. Do your best and we
2: will be right back. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you.
1: Uh, I'm feeling pretty decent Uh, Kylie, by the way, this was a great great game, a lot of great questions
3: Thanks Um, Actually, before we get to the answers I just wanted to shout out the members of the crop who um, playtested this game for me this week particularly Yvonne, Jane Louis and Gina, they gave me some really good feedback, Uh, they did tell me that it was playing a little hard but they thought you guys could take it, so there you go
1: Awesome. Thank you, all of you, for helping playtest and for continually helping playtest. That's great.
4: Based on the scores, it looks pretty good to me. So,
3: All right. So question number one, we had Sweet Charity. What environmental advocacy nonprofit named for a mountain range was founded in 1892 in California by legendary naturalist and wilderness conservationist John Muir? Now has 50 chapters in all 50 states and is a major player in progressive grassroots activism.
5: And um, for 25 points, uh, we're pretty sure that John Muir is responsible for founding the Sierra Club, which fits the clue. So that's what we locked in with.
0: Uh, We wagered 20 and did not know, but we guessed uh, Greenpeace.
3: And the correct answer on this one is the Sierra Club. Mm. Question two, sour grapes. In what could be called the sideways effect, the wine industry saw a drop in sales for one varietal while another spiked significantly. Named both of these types of wine mentioned in the movie Sideways, one which Paul Giamatti's character Miles speaks rhapsodically about, and the other that he vehemently refuses to drink.
1: We uh, started with the rhapsodically uh, described Pinot Noir, and the one we believe he hates is <laughs> Merlot.
6: We we locked in with the same answers. So
3: points to both teams. Um, Pinot Noir saw a uh, spike in sales, while Merlot did not. Not drinking any effing Merlot. Number three, salty dogs. Long John Silver's, the fast food restaurant famous for deep fried fish and hush puppies, takes its name from a fictional pirate first introduced in what 1883 novel? greatly influenced the piratey tropes like pirates on shoulders and x marking the spot that we all know and love
1: perhaps never rendered better uh, than the tim curry version with our muppet friends we went to uh, treasure island
0: mm-hmm. uh, we agreed it was treasure island
1: yar it is treasure island points for both teams
3: Number four, bitter cold crafted from enormous blocks of ice and snow pulled from the Torne River. What popular tourist attraction located in Jukas, Yarby, Sweden, has an in- average internal temperature of 23 degrees Fahrenheit and is rebuilt with a new design
5: every year after it melts?
4: I believe Jeff has the same internal temperature.
5: Yes, very much so. Um, I'm clinically dead. So <laughs> <laughs> mostly just inside. Um, but no, for 25 points, um, we... I'm pretty sure this is a place that I've wanted to go for some number of years, but it seems like a miserable hell if you're not the kind of person inclined. Uh, we said this is the Ice Hotel.
0: Oh, yeah. We thought people would come from far and away with their Allen wrenches ready to put together the world's coldest IKEA.
6: <laughs> we felt good on that one. Uh huh. It's a good joke
3: um yes you can stay in it i don't know if i would be one to be able to do that but it is the ice hotel
5: it is terribly beautiful if you want to just look it up but i would understand if you're not inclined to stay
3: definitely and it's it's um it's not just you know i mean it's like architecture with ice but then it's also very much about the way that they light everything and the way that light refracts around the ice it's really gorgeous Number five, ooh, mommy. Spanish st- Spanish soccer star Gerard Piquet may have said ooh, mommy when he met what singer in 2010 on the set of the video for her FIFA World Cup official song, Waka Waka, this time for Africa. The long-term partner's two sons, Nuan and Sasha, more likely call her mama.
1: Yeah, we tried to think of uh, famous singers that uh, would possibly speak Spanish, and um, around that time period, too, would have had a big hit. So we said Shakira.
6: Uh, Matt locked in with this one pretty fast. He uh, he said Shakira as
0: well.
3: Waka Waka was Shakira. Nice job.
0: Yeah, if I didn't get Shakira right, I would be yelled at later.
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Greasy Thunder picked up 20 points, modest 20 points in the final, bringing their score to 140. But Sandpaper Lightning, Neil and Jeff did perfectly, and they got 255 points, making them today's
1: cream of the crop.
4: Yeah, I know. I am living in a nightmare and I am the creep.
1: Yeah, that was a that was a great one. Uh really good job uh Greasy Lightning uh on being there. It was uh, all down to that thunder. final. I
4: never want to hear these team names again. Greasy Thunder. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> yeah, sandpaper lightning is just what my hands feel like because they're so dry from hand sanitizer, yeah, but and Greasy Thunder sounds like a bad bowel movement problem. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um yeah, you guys are worthy competitors. Uh it really all did come down to the final round. Uh but great game uh stefan um any shout outs or plugs or anyone you'd like to say hello to uh for your your parting words here
6: uh any of my friends that decide they're gonna listen to this i've turned a few people over to triviality um so hi mom hi aunt sarah my grandparents one of us us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah hi aunt sarah Um, and hi stefan's mom we appreciate it and who else was that stefan
6: uh, my grandparents as well
1: and your and your grandparents hello grandparents thank you for listening and sorry for the bleeping
5: <laughs>
1: sorry for They're everything not. we do They're
0: the uh, the official grandparents of triviality i don't think <laughs> we have any other grandparents
5: <laughs> yeah certainly mine don't want to be a part of this so no thanks <laughs> and uh so yeah very much appreciated we thank you for coming on and of course thank you so much kylie uh what a wonderfully hosted game
3: thanks i'm glad you guys liked it. Um... And if I can, I just wanna shout out uh, my number one playtester, and that is my husband, Tim.
4: Thank you, Tim. Yes, thank you.
5: The official unsung playtester hero of Triviality Podcast.
4: (laughs) Everything doesn't need to be official. It
5: just, titles, we can just throw them out, Ken. Titles and titles. Heraldry.
4: Yes. Bringing back heraldry.
5: So thank you once again. Uh, And I think that'll wrap it up. On behalf of uh, Ken, Matt, Neil, Stefan, and Kylie, that was triviality. Not Jeff. Jeff's not, Jeff,
4: not included. Yeah, you don't yeah, include yourself. Jeff. Yeah. Bye. I
5: was
1: thinking of Jacques Chirac, who was between Sarkozy and Mitterrand. Of course. Now, I now Jacques Chirac, uh, he was impeached because he had too much Sirac. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. And peach. He, he came out with.
0: Truck jams one and
5: two. I swear to God, we get dumber every week. <laughs> I yeah, I don't. I, um, I think that too.
1: Yeah.